1: This is the official Caps Church Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and I am here with you on the Hockey Podcast Network with another Thursday episode where I have an incredible guest, as per tradition, um, in Stack Blake at Alan Caps, 1995, you may have heard him or seen him on Twitter, he's, he's a, a is a self-described amateur writer, a sports writer for, the, uh, for Chirpin DMV, and uh, you know, honestly, we just kind of wanted to talk about what the Caps actually look like with a little bit of advanced analytics and some numbers to back up uh, what the team is actually doing. Of course, uh, we're recording on a Tuesday, so we've seen the back-to-back. We've secured two points. Um, I'm pretty happy about that. But uh, obviously, it would have been nice to win those games. They're obviously pretty close, especially against Carolina and Vegas. That would have been a really huge statement for the boys. But at the same time, we didn't. And we secured two points in the standings, which are going to be, I think, important down the stretch. But let's pop some tabs and get right into it, because I'm pretty pumped to get this going. One, two, three. All right, adding to the stream stack guy Blake at allen caps 1995 on Twitter give him a follow stack guy Blake how you doing man I'm doing well how are you I'm good I'm good uh, thanks a lot for coming on uh, I know we worked hard to get this get this interview going but uh but yeah. yeah I'm definitely <laughs> yeah, thanks for having uh, me. yeah definitely pumped to have you on so you know let's just dive right in man I mean <clears throat> the caps first of all let's 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 run it back all the way to this off season. The caps solidify the goaltending position. Let our, let our goalies go. And then, uh, you know, bring in Dylan Strom, bring in Gustafson, bring in Strom. You know, I really think that with the limited amount of money that they had, they did, uh, they did more. I think McClellan did more than he could. What do you think? Uh, I'm a huge Brian
0: McClellan guy. I think he did a great job this off season. Um, I think in the, I think there were like three or four guys that I wanted, and of them, he got two or three. <laughs> uh, so you know, like like when that high percentage of your wish list is is achieved, you're you're a happy guy. I was I was huge. I've been screaming about Strom since the since like before the trade deadline. Yeah, um. Um, I. Was kind of like, I don't think Kemper will be available, but if he's available, go get him. And then all of a sudden he was available, and then all of a sudden we went and got him, and it was (laughs) awesome. Um, I didn't know too much about Connor Brown uh, going in. Um, I was really happy we signed him. Really sucks that he tore his ACL on, was it Monday night? Yeah. Or was Mm -hmm. it uh, the previous game? I
1: think it was last week Uh, sometime, but yeah. I mean, it looks like he's he's on the Tom Wilson train as far as the men goes.
0: Um, so that really sucks. Uh, I didn't know too much about Gus Stiffson. Um, he's, he's been a bottom pairing defenseman. Like right. y- you can't complain about what he's done for sure. Um, I, I wasn't so vocal about Mojo, but I, I, I liked, I liked keeping Mojo f- I I like the one-year extension for Mojo. I wouldn't, I wasn't clamoring for it. I wasn't advocating it. But when it happened, I was like, you know what? I'm okay with that. Uh, So, so like from a like pure like stats standpoint, I was like, I'm okay with this, blah, blah, blah. From like a, I grew up in the, two in the, like, you know, the rock, the red air caps. I was like, let's go. (laughs) Mojo's back. Right. (laughs) And you know, Putting on my yeah. stat's hat, I was like, this is a good signing, it's not a bad signing. He's gonna play a specific role for us. It won't necessarily be the role that he played for us last time, but blah, blah blah blah. But of course, like internally, I was like losing my mind excited. Of course.
1: Yeah, it's you off. Go ahead. So. Sure, no doubt. And you know, we talked, I think, before the trade deadline last year, and yeah, I, I can verify you were one hundred percent on the Strom train. So you called this early, and then I mean You know, Lindgren, nobody – who the hell knew who this guy was? I mean, he's been around the league. Right. But, I mean, kudos to the the scouting staff, uh, especially in the goaltending category, for the Washington Capitals to just pick this guy up for barely anything. I mean, he's close to league men. um, And he's been – I mean, we saw it tonight, just an incredible backup. He's going to be leaned on to be – oh, at least – how he's been deployed so far and how I expect him to be deployed probably leaned on pretty heavily to take, you know, 20, 30 games, 30 plus games away from Kemper. As we know, Kemper is a little bit fragile. We don't want him getting injured. So, you know, you know I think he's been that, playing like I'm I'm OK with him
0: playing that many games. Like, like, sure. like so far he's been I mean, uh, uh, let me get the numbers up in front of me, but like he's. Again, small sample size, small sample size, et cetera, et cetera. But he, he's he been – he's, like, at the top of the league in terms of, the like, advanced goalie analytics. Like, um,
1: uh, And he's a southpaw, so that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so goal-saved bug for 60,
0: number one in the league. Now, that's no sort of minimums in terms of games played, and that's, that also doesn't include tonight. Right. Yeah. Um, but, still, he's, he's. I mean, the, the, the fact, the specific numbers aren't the point. The point is he's played really, really well, and not just for a backup. Like, he is exactly uncategorically played well. And Kemper is the same. He's, he's near the top of the leaderboard in terms of, you know, the kind of advanced stuff that we look at.
1: Yeah, and he's um, already secured a shutout. So, I mean... Yeah, We love to see it. And, like, you know, this is Caps hockey, baby, right? Like, strong goaltending. Yeah. We need a strong goaltender because the rest of the team will inevitably shit the bed for, you know, 10 <laughs> to 15-minute stretches, if not longer. So, we need that strong backup. And, really, that's kind of what got us into the Cup, that type of play. You know, yeah, obviously, we were good defensively. But, I mean, any team that wins the Cup is good defensively. But still, like – Holtby, uh, Grubauer—they had to bail us out for stretches of the season and into the playoffs. So, I'm yeah. I'm and totally pumped about it.
0: Yeah, there's things you can nitpick about Kemper, like like some of the rebounds have been kind of brutal, and um, there have been a few, you know brain dead moments and soft goals but it's not been anything like it was with Samsonov and Vanacek. no disrespect like I, I love the I really I really wanted the Samsonov thing to work out yeah. um, and I st- I still think he can be an effective starting goaltender in this league but it just wasn't gonna work out here um, and so you know the fact that the the mistakes have been much lower and we've gotten big saves and uh, something that is true under somewhat true under Banachek and Samsonov, but that has proved to be very true under Darcy Kemper and Charlie Lindgren is if there's a breakaway or an odd man rush, you have a hope and a prayer of it getting stopped, which no disrespect to the, to, to, to the goat in Holtby, but, but he was not the best at stopping, rushes right and so it's nice to be able to see oh no they got a breakaway oh, okay it's fine we've got we've got somebody who might be able to stop it <laughs> sure
1: no absolutely yeah because again you know especially the shorthanded ones you know those are always a good ones. so uh, they're they're definitely um, they're gonna happen throughout the season for sure and, and the caps seem to be uh, ripe with those opportunities for sure um, but, you know, moving on, I mean, now that we're in the season and we're, what, nine games in? We might have might be ten now. Uh, I mean, what, what it, I think that this team, you know, I think a lot of people are already just like they've got the pitchforks being sharpened. The torches are already being lit. You know, I've seen some crazy shit out there, dude. Like, cra- obviously, it's Caps Twitter, but, you know, some fucking off-the-wall shit. Obviously, John Carlson. Has been, you know, has had these glaring mistakes after putting in twenty plus a- minutes, a uh, twenty plus minutes a game, you know, playing solid, and then that thirty second like bed shitting that costs us the game or looks really bad. I mean, what's your what's your take overall on how the Caps have performed thus far, at least thus far, and then we'll get into future predictions.
0: Yeah, so um, I think the Caps have played worse than they are. Even if you control for injuries, um, I think even with the the number and level of players that are out of their lineup right now, I think that they are uh, better than the numbers to show. I think it's going to regress to some sort of mean there because, uh, like on paper, it's a it's a significantly better team than um, what we're getting. Sure, um, I think some of that's the new guys gelling in together. I think some of that's, um, figuring out where to put in the young guys, um, uh, where they'll fit in. I think some of that, some of it is injuries. It's certainly, that's certainly not nothing. Um, uh, specifically regarding your, uh, comments about Carlson. I think that there is, there are two types of people. (laughs) and that is that is people who just no matter what he does right hate John Carlson and want him off the team and then there are the people who no matter what he does wrong love him and will defend him to the death and think he should be extended for another eight years eight million and I just those are the two sides when it comes to John Carlson and it's just I, I, I think the truth lies somewhere in the middle I think I think he's a solid offensive defenseman. I think the power play just isn't the same without him, especially when you consider the fact that, and I've said this before and I'll say it again, I think he's the best in the league at keeping pucks in the zone, keeping pucks alive on a power play as compared to his D partner, Ovechkin, who is the best (laughs) goal scorer to ever live, the best power play goal scorer to ever live, but the worst keep the puck in the zone guy to ever live. Sure. Um, so, so you need that kind of balance. Um He's also a great power play quarterback. He's, he's also good five on five. He's got a good shot. He's a good setup, man. But then he just brain farts, just any odd man rush, it's a 50-50 whether or not John Carlson's going to brain fart, and I think that's a huge problem, and I think we get there needs to be some sort of figuring it out there. I also think that him and Ovechkin should never be on the ice 5v5 at the same time, ever, because they're both so bad at defense at this point in their careers, <laughs> that having them on the ice at the same time is just like a recipe for getting hemmed into your own zone. Yeah. Um It's, it's, those two together is a serious
1: problem. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think that I fall in the, you know, defend John Carlson to the death. I, you just look at some of the plays that he makes. I mean, he's a, he's a puck moving defenseman. He can skate still. And like you said, I mean, the offensive side is so high for him that, you know, it's, it's uh, much like, um, you know, Ovechkin status like, OK, we're going to we're going to forgive Ovi for maybe losing a guy three on three for a tap in goal but because he can put in three others. He can fill the net on the other side of the ice um, and you just kind of have to play the numbers that way. Right. Like, you know, probabilities and things like that. Eventually, Ovechkin is going to be a net positive for you. I think that's kind of like what what John Carlson does as well. You know, and I think that – so you look back previously, and I'll bring up a guy that I'm sure you remember, Mike Green. Um, you know, I loved Greeny, right? He was – in it was the same kind of thing there too. But the problem is that Mike Green got shoved around like a sack of potatoes in front of the net. He was really just, I mean, not a physical presence at all. It and was the end
0: there, he started getting brittle too.
1: Yeah, exactly. And then you've got the glass cannon kind of thing going on. Um, you know, so I think it was time for the caps to move on from him. Obviously, he was I th- you know, it's it's weird to think that now Mike Green is like an afterthought after being, you know, in the legacy of the Washington Capitals after being like one of the young guns. It's, it's so weird, you wait, know, at the time that he left, he he had been a capital for more years
0: of my life than he hadn't. Right. Like like, it, like, it, it was so weird. I, I got to go to his return game when he played for the Red Wings, and it was just like, 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 like sixty percent of my life. This guy has been, or whatever it was, has been playing for the Caps, right? And now all of a sudden he's on the other team, and um, that was fun because that was also the first time I ever got to see Oshi in a shootout live. that's oh, nice. completely unrelated. <laughs> that was super cool though. Him and QZ both scored, and we ended up winning in the shootout. Um, nice nice yeah but so it's yeah so but to your point yeah it's it's he's one of
1: those mainstays but and he was it, polarizing as well i think a lot of people yeah, hated him but like actually the he, end when he would win you games i mean he was a hero right um and then so, and then he'd do shit like he'd go he'd go for a line change against the rangers <laughs> <laughs> exactly right and then so i i mean I guess everybody's got to have a scapegoat, right? Eventually, and at some point, but at the same time, you know, I'm looking at at John Carlson. He is still defensively like a net even, right? I mean, is he really yeah. that bad in his in his own zone, or is he? He's pretty bad in his own <laughs> zone.
0: I, 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 the, the numbers. He had a, a weirdly good season last year analytically, but like. At this point in his career, he's he is a net negative in his defensive zone, which is fine because so is Ovi, and you would still you, you still would play Ovi plenty, but like you need to be a bit more strategic about how you play John Carlson, especially in terms of playing him with somebody like Ovi, and especially especially if we're doing the o, Ovi koozie thing, right? Ovi koozie Carlson is just a recipe for disaster, like. <laughs> That's how you get scored on. And those
1: three dudes need to not be on the ice at the same time. You can pick you can pick two. Right. You cannot have three. <laughs> you can get away with two, but not three. Yeah. Now, Well, what about, um, you know, I mean, can we talk a little bit about the sample size that we do have for John Carlson, which is, again, this guy puts in 22, 23 minutes a night still. Um, that's a huge gap, obviously. I mean, we're making it work right now. But for an, ex- I mean, is that sustainable really to spread out that ice time amongst the rest of our D core? You know, is it because it seems like every great team in the NHL right now has that defenseman who's just an ice hog.
0: So, i I think I would probably still I would. I'd probably still let Carlson be my top ice time guy. Yeah, especially on on a on a power play heavy night. You know, like not right. not tonight, obviously, because there was there, we were on the PK a pretty significant amount of time. But but if if it's a power play heavy night, go ahead, let him, you know, like let Carly cook. Right, but, and it, even on a non. Probably having that I would still probably have him be my my number one defenseman, but I I just don't think this you know twenty five to thirty minutes thing is necessarily a good idea. I would I would try to keep him more in the twenty to twenty five range, you know, just sure. just just a couple of shifts shorter, um, and s- specifically make those B shifts where Ovechkin's on the ice where you don't put him out there, <laughs> Right, um, right? Absolutely. Uh, that that would kind of me. That would kind of be my mo if I was if I was Peter Laviolette. Um yeah, Laviolette does he loves. It's so weird. I I'm a huge Laviolette guy. I think he does so many things right. But one of the things he does wrong is he just looks at the offensive repertoire of a Batskin Carlson and goes. So if I put them out together, they're going to score a bajillion goals, right? <laughs> And right. it just doesn't end up
1: happening. <laughs> sure, I mean it's it's sound logic, I guess, but uh, at the same time, you know. So, for instance, though, if you're if you're pulling the goalie, you're going to put Ovi out there with John Carlson, right? Or is it yeah, someone else goalie share? Yeah, like in a desperate time where we need a goal, you're putting pull those the two goalie guys out, right?
0: a power play, uh you know. Even if you're down by two, but you're not ready to pull the goalie quite yet, sure.
1: Yeah. See? So, I mean, I think that that statement alone kind of should tell Caps fans who hate John Carlson that they should probably chill the fuck out just just a tiny little bit. <laughs> you know, they they do have their value. Um, you know, I, I agree, though. I think that maybe like a couple less shifts for JC and let the other guys kind of go out. You know, obviously, we have this Gustafson guy. I mean, I think that he shows a high upside in in the offensive zone and offensive potential, especially with the puck moving and the, you know, playmaking ability in the offensive zone. So maybe that pairing gets whatever pairing he's on there, or maybe just him alone gets shoved on to that top line just for, just to mix it up. Um, It's, it's interesting to see. I mean, I I think, you know, overall though. So you'd said on paper in the pre-interview, you'd said on paper though, we are absolutely a better team than last year is in, and, and you stand by that, right?
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I definitely, I think that's still true. Even, even if you account for injuries, I think we're still better. Um, and then if you, if you want to exclude injuries, we're clearly better, you know, cause we'd be right. getting Wilson back. I don't, I won't include getting backstrom back in that because i don't think we're gonna get Baxter back, back uh unfortunately at least not in any meaningful capacity um but yeah it's it, 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 on paper it's way better so i think there's there's gonna be some regression to the mean because because like if you look at like the offensive zone heat maps for the Caps, it's like so bad that it can't stay that bad forever. <laughs> Even if we weren't actually good, it wouldn't stay that bad. Like it, right. like, like, you know, sure. The, the, and s- the, 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 last year's Montreal Canadians weren't as bad as the numbers <laughs> look, you know, uh, like as bad as the, at least the heat maps look. Right, right. Sometimes the numbers in the heat maps aren't always identical in terms of how bad they look. But so, so last year's Canadians wouldn't look that bad. So it's got to like, it's got to regress at least a little bit to the mean. And I also think we're better than,
1: than that. So, and so I spent like most of the early episodes this season, just breaking my arm, jerking off the defensive side of the puck uh, for the Washington Capitals saying that like, Hey, you know what? They were a pretty good last year. um, At least the way that I saw them. They were let down a little bit by goaltending at times, but for the most part, they did their job. Um, the offensive the side. Yeah. So what's, what's that? Like, how do we look on each side of the puck?
0: So that's another thing is that the, the defensive numbers have been abysmal this year. And Laviolette is way too defensive minded of a coach for that to continue. Like, like right. something is going to change. He's not going to permit it. Cause last year, last year we were like, we would be like, Minus two percent in the offensive zone in terms of like expected goals relative to the league, and then we'd be like minus ten in the defensive zone. So like we'd be really solid in our defensive zone and kind of in the offensive zone. Right. And then Samsonov and check would Samsonov and check and we'd lose. <laughs> um, no disrespect, <laughs> um, but so the um, but so this year it's been the opposite where we've been really bad and, and, and Kemper and Lindgren have just bailed us out and bailed us out and bailed us out. And I don't, I don't think Laviolette is going to sit, sit around and let that happen because I think defense is too important to him. So at some point, the defensive numbers are going to significantly improve. The question will be whether the offensive numbers significantly improve. Um, I certainly hope they do. I have a feeling they do. Uh, I have so so an inkling that gives me that that the offensive numbers will improve is that Ovechkin's best um, individual. So this is not like him on ice. This is the actual shots that he took himself. His expected goals mm-hmm. um, uh, Monday against the Hurricanes was his best of the season, and so, like so far. Uh, now i will say his worst of the season was tonight against vegas but um <laughs> i think in in general things are trending better with ovechkin and as go as goes ovechkin so go the caps sure so absolutely if if ovechkin is trending better analytically than then than the whole team is going to be and especially once once he starts you know stops hitting crossbars and posts and starts actually getting some pucks in the net which i mean again he has you know he's he's you know uh, according to my tracker I have him at forty two goals that's just a down year for him you right. know like um <laughs> but so so if 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 we start getting some puck luck from Ovi we're gonna start getting puck luck from everybody we're gonna start getting you know more more overall good play from everybody as more overall good play comes from a best game. So every, I think everything's going to generally improve. I think there's going to be some regression to the mean, and I think there's going to be some more regression to how good the caps actually are.
1: Awesome. So, so so what you're saying is that you can, Bet on the caps because hockey fans, it's finally time to hit the ice again. And thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL yearning for a season of a lifetime. New customers can bet $5 on any team and get $200 in free bets. If they win again, again, bet on the caps, they're, they're regressing to the mean, if you will. If, if that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same game parlays, combine multiple bets, like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot and even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game, and get $200 in free bets. If they do, that's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Um So going, I'll say, I just, I just, I just switched uh
0: sports book to DraftKings, And it's, it's nice. Cause they actually let you do same game parlays and hockey. I'm like some sports books. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Did you use code THPN? Uh, I didn't. Oh dude. You got to yeah, see if you can get that in that, that helps us for sure. Yeah. Yeah. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyways, I mean, Okay, so we've talked about Ovechkin a little bit and you have him at 42 goals. I had him project I I just pulled a number out of my ass and I was like, "You know what? I'm feeling good about this." I had him at 55, and obviously that's like super homerism, right? Like I'm so sh- like just swinging for the fences on that one. But let's talk about the rest of the team. I mean, <clears throat> specifically like the young guys and Dylan Strom. Um we've talked the goaltending, we know that they're good, but like Look at Dylan Strom out there. That guy hasn't been invisible a game this season whereas maybe another center like Kuznetsov has maybe had a couple games where we don't even know where he is on the ice. I mean, what's your take on Dylan? Obviously, we covered the your hardcore Dylan Strom stan. I was pumped to actually get him. I was 100% surprised that we were able to to bait him into into the Washington Capitals. But you know, what do you what do you think uh, of his play so far?
0: Uh, I've I've liked Strom so far. Uh I think he's uh meshing well with Ovechkin, which is good. Um uh, you know, that's that jumping onto the Ovechkin line is a tough thing to do. Yeah. Uh, which I I'm sure Marcus Johansson will tell you as he used to be on the Ovechkin line as, you know, a regular. Um <laughs> it's tough. Um and I, I think he's done a decent job. Um so Overall, I'm pretty happy with that. I, I will say I, I think I think Kuznetsov is in terms of his you know invisibility or whatever. I think uh, Kuzi's going to have a breakout game soon because he's been getting he's been getting assists. He just hasn't been burying it. Sure. I think at some point we're going to get some ridiculous you know two goal two assist night or a hat trick or some some nonsense to get things back to. Where they should be because he's been playing well, um, right? His numbers are good, um, and he's sorry, my cat's being a spaz over there. That's um, cool. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's been he's been good uh, analytically. He's been getting assists. He if you watch him, he looks solid. He he looks like he's not making boneheaded plays in the defensive zone something that you always want out of a center and not something you always get out of a center. Right. Um, so uh, I feel like Kuzey's is good. I think he's at this point due for some sort of big breakout night. I, I don't know when it will be. Uh, I won't say when it will be, but I think it's going to be in the next few weeks, and I think everyone's going to go, oh, my gosh, off his back, and it's going to be all,
1: <laughs> <Kuznetsov> <laughs> be all Part 2. Right. He's looked good to me. Yeah. I mean, I don't think he's looked terrible either. I think that the coaching staff is – I think that they view Kuznetsov as really a secret weapon, to be completely honest, because of the way that they're trying to deploy him. Obviously, getting him off the first power play unit is one thing, but I don't think that was a punishment. I think that they're maybe looking at, all right, well, if the second PP goes out, like we definitely want you on it. Also, like the way that they've been deploying him. I feel like they're trying to look for mismatches so that he can literally just, like, run roughshod and take over an entire minute and 30 seconds of the game, uh, which we know he can do. Uh, plus, he's got that tinted visor now. Have you been catching that? It's like dark koozie era now.
0: I am so pro tinted visor. I cannot believe I haven't <laughs> noticed this. I I will never forgive Martin Broder for taking the tinted visor from Obi.
1: Oh, the mirror uh, finish. Yeah, the mirror finish. Oh, out.
0: man. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the 2005 to 2007 era of NHL and NFL both having those just – you could just do whatever you wanted with your <laughs> visor was the absolute best. Madden 07 putting in just like the most ridiculous visor imaginable was the best and i cannot
1: believe that both leagues
0: have taken it from us and i don't
1: know why well it's because you can't see his eyes when he's shooting and it gives the goalies a disadvantage oh no uh, right goalies (laughs) having a disadvantage heaven forbid
0: right oh no there will be more scoring whatever shall we do
1: (laughs) it's not like it's not like uh the nhl has actively been trying to sandbag goalies for the past decade anyways i I mean, right? The 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 pads getting smaller, like you can't be as is pillowed out. Like, come on, Marty, Marty. uh It is Marty. funny though because he he gets the clear visor and he just still dominates. So it's really, you know, yeah. But if like, if, if, like, if Ovi doesn't the break Gretzky's record, it's yeah. the it's the ten advisor ru- rule,
0: right? <laughs> Yeah, the, the the NHL 07 cover with Ovi with the with the like shiny ass visor went yeah. so hard, man. <laughs> I have strong feelings about the EA Sports productions from two thousand seven, and I probably have strong opinions about the ones from now, but I don't play them anymore.
1: So, right, <laughs> of course, yeah, yeah. Um, I me mean neither, and I'm pretty sure I I still have a copy of of the Ovi, uh, cover of of Chell 07. Yeah, later I've got it over somewhere. there somewhere. I don't have. <laughs> I don't
0: have a working PS2 though,
1: which sucks. I didn't even get a new one. Oh brutal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or uh I mean I guess like now you can do it on your computer, right? Like get like an emulator or something for PS two. It seems like that was like ancient times anymore, right? It's fucking Yeah. Up. Yeah. How old are we, right? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Um Okay, so but yeah, so you, you never really answered. I mean you you're you're you obviously love Dylan Strome, but I mean how's he has he performed to your expectations, obviously being high on him coming in?
0: Yeah, uh, I'd say he's been what I wanted. I, I I think we'll get more out of him putting him, you know, with the same line mates every night instead of <laughs> giving him two different ones every single night, which has kind of happened for the last like three, three games. So fingers yeah. crossed that that continues. But for the first like six or seven games, he just like, had a different line mates every night, and I'm like, "Well, you're not going to get anything useful out of a guy switching up his line mates every night." Sure. So, um, and he still managed to perform, which I mean, to me, it's you know, shows that I'm, yeah, you know, I'm very happy with with Dylan Strom. He, he's he was
1: that was a correct decision
0: no uh, to pick him up.
1: And then, okay, so then what about the young guys? All right, we're gonna we're gonna talk about. Connor McMichael, we're going to talk about the young guys, okay? Look, I've I've been skeptical about Connor McMichael since day one. I thought that uh, last season he put in a good body of work. And, you know, I said, like, if he comes to camp, you know, gaining more weight and maybe a little bit more speed and being a little bit more physical, he'll probably find himself in the mix. I think he's he's in the mix adjacent right now you know he's constantly getting scratched for players like snively and protoss and guys who came to camp ready to kick some ass now i don't know if it's ego i don't know if he thought he was a lock this season and laviolette wanted to take him down a peg or whatever that may be but there's obviously something here that that the washington capitals don't absolutely love about connor mcmichael and let's start there so is it do you see anything on your end with his gameplay that that may contribute as to why he's not been in the mix more?
0: Well, I mean, if you want to go pure analytics with no context, it's been dog shit, <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, 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 absolutely no context. It it's been atrocious from a number standpoint. Now, okay. I think some of that is he's, you know, 12 years old or whatever he is. Um, (laughs) He certainly didn't grow up playing NHL (laughs) 07. Because we're so much older than him. Um, uh, But no, he's. There's some of it that he's young. There's some of it that he's not getting serious ice time. I, I, I think he did get a good chunk of his body of work this season in a game that was bad for the team overall. So, of course, he's going to have bad analytics and everybody has bad analytics. Right. So, to put it in context, it's not all him. Um, but I just, there's... I don't... I Something about him, I just don't... Something's off.
1: And I can't I put agree. my finger on I agree. I mean, uh, when you watch the guy, he doesn't pop off, like, the ice as a bona fide NHL talent to me like okay he's probably a bona fide NHL talent on like a fourth or third line role but well that's the trouble is he he's he
0: can't play the fourth line it's he's he's too much of a he's too skill guy and not enough physicality right which is why he's been passed over by Malenstein right um which isn't necessarily a fair indictment that, that that isn't enough reason to you know write him off as an nhl player because you know um Evgeny Kuznetsov great player would be terrible on
1: the fourth line sure you know
0: um but you've got to give me something man
1: yeah i mean and that's the thing like and okay so i was talking earlier this season about like i think that the third line is one of the hardest places to play in the nhl because you have to be perfect. Like You can't be getting buried in chances. You can't be letting goals in. And you also have to contribute with what isn't top six talent on the score sheet, right? So, you know, which is why, again, I love Lars Eller, and I know we're going to talk about him a little later. But, like, that's why, because he knows his role. But, honestly, he could play up and down. I mean, we've seen him play first-line center, second-line center. The, the thing is, though, is that... You know, we've kind of got him on that third line role, Lars Eller, and it's it's like you're going to have to beat Lars Eller if you're going to want to really play like your native position. Right. And I just haven't seen anything to indicate from Connor McMichael Michael any any, you know, he'll have he'll have like a good game. He'll score a goal or something. And then it's just like the next game. I don't even know if he's on the ice at all when I'm watching. Um, and again, you know, that's why I was kind of like wondering, you know. I mean, looking back, I mean, was he even, cause this is where the analytics come in, right? Like they describe, they, sh- they paint a better, more accurate picture as to what has happened rather than like what's going on currently, you know, things like that. You know, you know this, but for the, for yeah. the listeners out there, I mean, is there, what am I missing about Conric Michael and our cap stands just pumped because he's a first round pick?
0: What what's frustrating is that last year his analytics were really good and s- some of that was that Laviolette wouldn't play him against against tough competition or in high leverage situations you know like like he was getting you know basically like throwaway minutes against throwaway mm-hmm. players yeah but, but he was playing well in them sure he couldn't he couldn't hit the net to save his life he had worse luck than Carl Hadwin, but <laughs> he was. But that's just – at the time, you look at that and you go, that's just – he's 12 years old. He's going to figure it out eventually. Right. And now you look at him and you go, all right, where is it? I need it this year. I I need something, especially when you're getting these like lucky-ass minutes that you – You know, wouldn't be otherwise getting because guys are getting hurt. You're getting thrown into games that otherwise wouldn't be getting thrown in. This needs to, I need you to go. This is my opportunity to show. I am an NHL player. I am ready to go. I can be a top six talent. And he's just kind of been fine, I guess. Yeah. And I, I, uh, I, that's just really frustrating because. And I'm sure it's frustrating for him too. Oh, you know, yeah. I just, I just, I just, I need to see more. And I, I think that there's a degree to which some of his ice time, some of his lack of ice time, might be a little bit his fault.
1: Like it just, <laughs> it's justified. It, like,
0: like, people, like people, like why doesn't he play? you know, 20 minutes a night. And I'm just like, well, because he's been playing like a 12 minute night player and he's 12 years old. Like he's, he's, he's young and he's not playing very good. He's going to get
1: limited minutes. Right. And, and exactly. You know, you would think though, a guy like that coming off of like a statistic, like an analytics, you know, analytically pretty good season, uh, a first real season in the NHL. He should be coming into camp with like, the fire like brightly burning under his ass right like he's out here he 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 has to know you know back he's out that's a center tom wilson's out that's a that's two forwards who are in the top six that i could be there like that could be me in either of those positions if i am you know if i can show the maturity level of like a dylan strome you know obviously we bring strome in okay that takes one away but still like you know we're looking at like Fucking Connor Sheary as a, as a first line winger, like come on, I he's done incredible and love to see a Swiss Army knife guy like that on the Caps team, um, and I like Connor Sheary, don't get me wrong, but like even a guy because you know you look at physical physical like you know their physical presence wise, McMichael is a, is honestly a slower, little bit bigger Connor Sheary, right? Yeah. And, and and the other thing too is that
0: a lot of Caps fans don't want to just go, oh well Lavi doesn't play young guys. Okay, well Protus has been in every game so far. Right. Uh, and Ferrovari guys played top line minutes eighty two games last year. Well or whatever many it was damn near eighty two. Right. And he's he started off getting top line or top pairing minutes this year and got bumped down and we can get into that later, but um, <laughs> uh, he's, you know, he's essentially in my mind, I think, I think it's going to be Malenstein dad halfway, you know, obviously Malenstein got hurt tonight, but right. I think it's going to be Malenstein out halfway the way it was haggling out halfway last year. Yeah. Um, that's what my gut tells me. And, it's getting harder and harder to say that it's just Laviolette doesn't play young guys. Sure. Um, I agree. No, yeah. So at some point at some point, some of it's got to be on Connor McMichael. and I, I really want him to succeed, and I would very much love for him to turn the ship around, but so far he hasn't.
1: Right. I mean, it's, it's, it's Verona, Barakovsky all over again. I do agree though, that if let's say we ship him over to like Zona or Seattle, or, you know, some of these like kind of middling teams, I bet he goes in and lights it the fuck up. I'm sure he'll be great. Um, He'll be getting like a lot of leeway. He'll be playing in a much low pressure situation compared to the Washington Capitals where you have to fight tooth and nail for a top six assignment. Um, I I could see that happening, but at the same time, he might just wash out if we trade him, you know? So it's, it's, who I because I'm not convinced
0: either Seattle way. Huh?
1: Who do you even want? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Fuck. I was just saying that. I was pulling that out of the out of the hat. I mean, on Burkowski, but that's not for any like hockey reasons. That's because I love Burkowski.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: right. But you know, you I mean you look at you like the cap system has has chewed up some players and shit them out in that sense. You know, again, Burkowski, love lot Verona, and those guys went on and did did great things, but I knew. When that, when those trades and when those deals were, um, announced that they're going to go light it up. Like Burakovsky's going to yeah. go be great. So is Verona. He's going to do great. Um, but McMichael, if he were to be traded tomorrow, I would be like, it would be, um, fuck, who's, who's that penguin that we had that everybody also liked? Um, we, we trade him to Seattle. God, I can't, can't believe I, I'm forgetting his name. I'm linking on his name too. With a shot, you know, uh, Sprong, Sprong, yes, exactly. Yeah. And so there's that's it's it's a it's the same situation as Sprong, except McMichael has less of a body of NHL work to lean on, right? So like you look at it's more of a Daniel Sprong situation where, well, I wish him the best of luck, but I wouldn't be surprised if he's not in the NHL in three years.
0: Yeah, uh, I I would also not be surprised if hands up and goes to become a regular, you know, 30 goal scorer every year. It could go either way. It just he hasn't shown that that 30 goal player, you know, he hasn't shown that here and uh, I would really like for him to make it happen. It's like go ahead. <laughs> yeah. And this isn't to cast dispersions on his work ethic. Like like I'm I'm certain that he saw sixty six games and eight minutes a night or whatever the hell it was. Right. And went, I need to work my ass off this offseason and worked his ass off this offseason. I am certain that he did that, but the 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 what has translated from what I'm sure was a lot of hard work has not been much. And I need it's it's gotta be it's gotta be something from here up that's that's not clicking at an NHL level because he's clearly got you know, the physical talent. He was a beast with the London Knights. Right. Um, So, so something's not quite translating that needs to click and hopefully it clicks and all of a sudden he just starts lighting it up and he starts getting top six minutes and starts playing a ton. But I just, I don't see it right now. And I, I would really like to.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. Well, (laughs) You know, then what do you think of our other young guys? You know, like Snively, he's been inserted. Obviously, we talked about Malenstein, how you think he's going to be a fourth line guy. I agree. He was supposed to be in the mix um, two years ago, but had that Achilles injury and he's, he's had to battle back pretty significantly and he's earned his spot here, I think. But, you know, I'd really like to hear your thoughts on like Protoss. Like, what do you think of this guy? He's huge. Um, you know he's he's kind of a uh i mean he plays the body don't get me wrong but he's he's more of a uh talent guy so you're looking at him kind of like a anthony yeah, wilson yeah or, or mantha. Well, yeah mantha the, the mantha
0: wilson vein. yeah kind of kind of similar guys yeah um i've i've loved Protus so far but the the Eller mantha line has been one of our best lines so far at least i don't know if they necessarily got the gotten the points and the, and the point totals or whatever, but like in terms of analytics, they've been very solid. So I'm very pro that line. Um, uh, I like Protus. He's, you know, as you said, he's a, he's a big boy and he's not afraid to play that way, but he's also, he's a skill guy. Yeah. Um, so I really, I really like Protus. Um, Malenston, I'm a little like, like my knowledge is not nearly as good of him but I I feel comfortable with him on the fourth line and I'm sure as long as whatever shot block happens tonight doesn't turn into a long term injury um, I feel I feel very good about that um, I cannot possibly evaluate snively unbiased because like <laughs> He's a hometown. He's not just a hometown boy. He's not just a DC area boy. He's right. a Herndon boy, and I'm a Herndon boy, like Herndon right. specifically. But yeah, like, yeah. like he played at Reston, and I played at Ashburn. Yeah. And the only reason I didn't play at Reston was because I don't know why my parents just picked Ashburn. I think we were <laughs> closer to Reston anyway. So like, like I cannot possibly evaluate it unbiasedly. I, I want that dude to score a bajillion goals in the NHL. No, <laughs> doubt,
1: no, doubt. yeah. Um, um, it's funny cause I was, I lived in Chantilly. So like, yeah, okay. that's all, you know, we're all adjacent on that shit. Yeah. I love to yeah. see, uh, that guy succeed for sure. Um, you know, I mean, and it's funny that you bring up like Reston, right? Reston Ashburn. Those are the two big rinks when I was a kid there. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, so he, I didn't know he was a Reston Raider. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I forget, I forget where I, where I had this, but I, yeah. So, um,
0: so yeah. Um, I can't possibly evaluate Snively. He'll never do anything wrong, as far as I'm concerned. Um, uh, Faravari has unlocked a mean streak while we're doing Young Guys. Faravari has yeah. unlocked a mean streak this year that I am <laughs> concerned about because,
1: because,
0: dude has taken some dumbass penalties.
1: Yeah. Well, tonight's, um, tonight's, I think he was stopping and that the skates got tied. I think that tonight's looked way worse than it actually was. I, th- I think,
0: I think you're Vegas. right. And I also still think it was a penalty that he shouldn't have taken. I also think he's done some other dumb shit. Like, he, like this is not his first boarding call. Right. And he needs to figure that out. Well, he in Carolina, goes, like, he had a
1: borderline against, what's that? Didn't he get fined for
0: high sticking?
1: Um, I'm not sure. No, that was Kuznetsov. But
0: oh no uh, no, no no! So he got he had a penalty for high sticking right after Kuznetsov got suspended, and so I was thinking it was gonna be a fine, and then he didn't. Is what happened. Yeah. But yeah. So so it was, and it was, but it was a similar dumb, just like he was pissed off and high stick somebody, right? Like, like, dude, no. <laughs> Like, Chill out, like, bro. like, 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 forget that it's like, like immoral to like hit people in the face with your stick. Please stop taking dumb penalties. <laughs> right, right. We're bad we enough don't care about morality of here. Dumb
1: penalties. We don't need your help, Martin. <laughs> I know. Exactly. And then, you know, in Carolina, he had a, he had a borderline hit. Um, it ends up being yeah. from the side, but he drove Nosen, I think into the boards kind of like dangerously, uh, you know, again, being a defenseman myself and, and knowing like, the anger in which is involved for sure you're right yeah. a lot of these plays do seem like anger plays you know like like uh, guy's pissed he's going to drill somebody no matter what or, happens
0: well even some of the like the like off color hits kind of felt more like he just isn't thinking like, like he's just going to play the body and he just doesn't think about the fact that he's seeing numbers. And I'm like, dude, you're, you're just staring right at his name tag. Right. Don't
1: like, like, like pull up. (laughs) You
0: you can't hit people there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, He had an incredible season last season. He was really one of the breakout stars for the Washington Capitals, I believe. And I was, again, he was a big reason why I was like so high on them this year. I mean, what's Actually, he like really this year? really hated his season last year. I think you Carlson did? carried him last season. Wow, um, really?
0: And I, th- I think that was probably almost exclusively because he was a rookie. And some okay. of it was because he got COVID. Right. Um, but I, I think he actually, I think he actually played really bad last season, got heavily bailed out by Carlson. though so I actually would disagree with you there. No um, shit. Okay. But uh, I, I also thought that he was going to have a massively improved season this season, just by merit of the fact that he was a year older and had a year of NHL experience under his belt. And I think that's largely played out. Um, I. So I was very anti Orlov uh very pro Orlov Carlson until somebody on Twitter, I forget who, talked me out of it, and now I'm very <laughs> pro putting Fairvari back with Carlson.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm I'm pro that as well. I mean I would rather see like why fucking reinvent the wheel here? Like if it's if it's not broken, don't fix it, right? Um Yeah, I, I do think Orlov Carlson
0: is a good pairing, but I think Orlov Jensen is an even better pairing. Yeah. Um, And I would actually, I would go Orlov, Jensen, Farivari, Carlson, and then third pair is what I would actually do. Um, uh,
1: (laughs) Are you good? Is that your cat? That's my cat. (laughs) (laughs) Hey,
0: bud, you doing okay?
1: (laughs) Sorry, guys. That was terrifying, though. Yeah. Could you hear that? Yeah, a hiss and, like, the sound of something being fucked up. <laughs> I have this old I have this old plastic
0: locker from back in the, like... You know, l- let me put you this way, how old this locker is. There's a little, like, section where you put stickers with numbers on them, and I originally had Yager's number on this thing. Okay, that's how old this thing is. So she tries to climb on that, and then I guess she missed, and she's just, like, scraping and clawing to try to get her way back up there. <laughs> nice. That was terrifying. I'm so sorry. I'll go. I'll go. No worries. We're, we're just we live. Saying? Don't worry. <laughs> uh, what were we
1: saying? Uh, yeah. Um, so your defensive pairings. I mean, what would you put? Who? What? What do you? What's the third defensive pairing then? In in your eyes?
0: Um, so uh, so I'd go. uh of Jensen,
1: February Carlson. <sighs> I mean, you got to keep Gustavson, right? You have to keep him. In TVR, TVR Gustavson. I'd go TVR Irwin. Really?
0: Okay. Yeah. I was a huge Irwin guy last year. Um, now I'd be open to changing that if he's not what he was last year. Sure. Obviously, but we I have would, only I seen him like one
1: game. Huh? We've only seen Irwin like one game though.
0: Yeah. But so I, w- I would be open to giving him some time just based on the body of work from last year. Because, like, like, again, he didn't play a ton of time last year, but he, he never screwed up last year. He didn't do anything bad. Yeah. All he did was be a solid defenseman on the third pair, which is all you can ask out of a third pair defenseman. So I I would I would go TBR because cause TBR is great. He's a he's he's the Connor Sherry of defensemen. Right uh, in all of the best ways possible, and so I would go. I would go TVR Irwin
1: interesting as my third pair. <clears throat> Very interesting because you know, of course, we traded for Gustafson, and I think that the the coaching staff we traded for Irwin
0: last year too, and he was the seventh D most
1: last year. That's true. That's <laughs> true. Yeah. So <clears throat> I'm not sure. I mean, what what they're thinking there. Um, I think that Lavulette does enjoy having this this kind of flexibility though, in his, in his decor, he's got one to two guys that he can, you know, haphazardly or at will insert into the defensive lineup. Um, but speaking of Laviolette, I mean, <clears throat> again, we've seen a lot of people that were, that were, you know, we've talked about him a little bit. And so I've even seen fire Lavulette here, but I think it's important to note that I can't judge Laviolette's body of work on the first two years he was here. I think he did okay, but those were the, those were two COVID years are very weird. Um, he didn't get a camp. You know, first year he got a camp was last year, and he got a camp this year um, again. And it's even, a, you know, with the abbreviated off season. So, I mean, you know, do you expect any coaching changes? Do you think that Lavulette will eventually get extended?
0: So, I am going to disagree. I think that you absolutely can judge somebody off of two covid years because everybody else is getting judged off two covid years too. Um everybody else coached in the same environment. However, I still give it to Laviolette. I I think he's I, I think he's great. I, I don't know that he necessarily gets extended. I certainly don't think he gets extended this year cuz he's uh this is year 3 of
1: 5, right? Uh I thought they only had it's, him for 3 years, but I'm not sure. Um, now I'm unsure. Yeah.
0: Um, if, the, well, it, I'll put it to you this way. If this is his third year, I would, I would extend him. Okay. Um, if this is, if this is three of five, I would not
1: extend him yet. Um, right. Uh, right. I, of course. Cause why the hell would you do that? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, even if it was three of four, I don't think I would extend him yet.
1: Um, so this is his uh, last year of his contract. He's making $4.9 million. So. Okay, um, I'd extend him then. Um, I mean, I think that the only the only like way it. that we, would, we wouldn't we would would be like if Barry Trots is back in the mix. You know, he took this year off. But even then, that's an outside chance because I think that he kind of spoiled things with Leonces. Uh, Trots did. So I'm with you, man. I mean... Uh, I think it was Trots and McClellan
0: who uh, butted heads. Um, ah. Uh, so I, I, Trots isn't happening. No, I don't um, think so either. I, there's certainly... Now, again, I would love, I would love Trotz back, but I don't think it's going to happen. Um, and I don't know of anybody else in the market who I would prefer to LaViolette, I, especially considering the fact that I'm a, I'm a huge LaViolette guy. <laughs> you know, my, I, I'm sure there are, there are people, uh, you know, who would say, oh, I would have so and so, so and so, so and so, so and so, so and so above LaViolette. I'm not one of those people. I can't think of a single person on the market who I would prefer to have So I would extend him since this is apparently his, the end of his contract. Um, I think he's, I think he's done great with what he's had. Um, if you consider it, just look at man games lost on this roster in the last three years. Like it's, it's ridiculous that, I mean, it was crazy that we got to the playoffs last year with what with how little he had to work with right and how much he had to make work and people get mad at him for oh he doesn't play young guys well he he does though because he he he's giving protus an everyday spot he's giving he gave ferivari an everyday spot and he's continuing to um it i just I don't think he's done anything to deserve
1: all of the vitriol that he <laughs> gets know.
0: sometimes on the bird
1: app. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I agree, man. I agree. And you know, I was, we were, <clears throat> cause when it came down to his hire three years ago, it was like him and Gallant. I thought were the, were the two finalists uh, that the caps could <laughs> reasonably attain. And I was 100% on the Lav. I would have much preferred a Lavilet. Versus a Gallant, just based on okay. one record. That's that's
0: the one. If Gallant was, I would probably take Gallant over Laviolette. Really, but he's like the only guy, and he's not available. So give right. me Laviolette. Okay,
1: fair enough. So, um, I mean, I've I've been on the Laviolette train since day one. <laughs> I thought that they needed the more sound defensive structure. You know, the Ka- Washington Capitals are going to score fucking goals. Like, let's be let's be honest here. We are we are you know we're an offensive team. While we have the we greatest have... goal
0: scorer to ever play hockey.
1: Exactly. <laughs> Boom. Like we're we're gonna we're gonna do that. I I've always just been in question of our defense and uh as a team for one and then our 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 goaltending as of late. And I think that McClellan has shared that stuff up. So now it's in Lavie's hands to to make it work. And, you know, while you said you're not discounting the first two years he was here, I am. So here's his yeah. second year in, you know, like for me, um, and let's see what he can do. And remember, so, folks, Peter Laviolette's a guy that takes teams within his first couple years to the finals every time.
0: Yeah. So so the reason I would take an offensive coach like Gallant for the Caps, I, I, I see what you're saying and agree that – there needs to be defensive structure, and somebody needs to, you know, get these guys to play defense. Yeah. <laughs> um, the reason why I would take a Gallant over a Laviolette, if if you know such things were available, is I think there's a degree to which an offensive coach might be better about just, you know, letting Obi cook, letting letting this high powered offense cook. Yeah. Uh, but. I think, I think Laviolette is offensive minded enough that it's not just, it's not just an Adam Oates or Dale Hunter situation of just, we're going to try to, we're going to, we're going to force Ovechkin to play defense. (laughs) You know, we're going to force Kuznetsov to play defense of, 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 I I think Laviolette does a, does a decent balance of letting Ovi cook with trying to be a defense first team. Sure. Uh, And that's something that I love about Laviolette. Um, but there's some merits to the idea of somebody who just really lets Obi cook like a gallant might, you know, a more offensive minded coach might. But at the end of the day, I'm happy with Laviolette. I love him. I think he's great. So, you know, there you go.
1: <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Um, OK. And then last thing, you know, I think last year you were maybe a little out on Eller. How I was his, a lot out on Eller. You were a lot out on Eller, and I was like, nah, fuck you." He's a linchpin in the Stanley <laughs> Cup, not because he scored the game-winning goal in the last game of the finals, but I think he, being No, on he Eller, was great throughout the whole thing. Yeah, and then and also he, capped it off. Exactly, and he he also gave us depth down the middle, which is something that we had been lacking for like seven years. You know, we've been McPhee could never find us that that center depth. McClellan comes in, he grabs uh, Lars Eller, and in two years we have a cup. So that's why I, I like him. Um, but tell me how he's oh, how does oh, he look? This I
0: I love Eller historically. Yeah, you know, like 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 if I ever run it, like that dude will never have to buy a beer in the same <laughs> bar that I'm in ever. Right. You know what
1: I mean? Right.
0: I uh, think uh, great. I love him. You know, I I just was skeptical about the on ice product last year. However, this year, turned it up. Now, I I, I think some of that is his linemates. I think some of that is getting to play with Mantha. But he's also definitely individual. Like, I've noticed him be more, you know, aggressive, active, solid player type things as opposed to turnstile type things. Whereas Mm -hmm. last year, you would just watch him and you'd go, what are you doing? (laughs) Right. Right. And, I agree. Uh, yeah, I I I think he's I think he's cleaned up a bunch of his game from last year and I, I don't know what changed, but he's he's figured a bunch of things
1: out. Yeah, and I mean, I think that the new new additions to the team has pushed some some probably higher end talent his way, which is great. Um probably as a centerman, you know it's, it's the Eller line, right? You know, it's, it's the Koozie line, it's the Backstrom line, you know, like your name is attached to this performance of this and the the rest of these, of all these three players. So, um, you know, I mean, as we've become a little bit deeper on the offensive side of the puck, I think that he's really enjoyed that. And he's found some chemistry with Mantha uh, especially. So, you know, I'm, I'm, hundred percent with you there. I obviously, I mean, I'm not going to say I told you so or anything like that, you know, that's not (laughs) my style, but I will say, uh, I'm glad to see that Ellers had a bit of a resurgence and I hope that he can continue that throughout the season. Yeah, me too.
0: Um, it's both, both from like I want the caps to succeed and win games and go to the playoffs and win playoff games and all that, but also from like a, that's the guy from 2018. I want the guy from 2018 to do well. You know, like <laughs> right, like I exactly. root for everybody from 2018 to do well, even if they're you know. I, I was gonna say even if they got traded to the Penguins, I was so different, But that's that's too much. Ooh, that me. might be but, a line too far. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, if 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 the Red Wings, or if Seattle traded Berkowski to the Penguins, I would probably stop rooting for Berkowski. But that's, <laughs> <laughs> but that would be a temporary thing. <laughs> right, right.
1: If you left the Penguins and we're back on the Berk- the the Berkey train for sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right. So this has been like an hour, man. This is great. I uh, uh, love, I love cutting it up with you. But, uh, just to end yeah. this out, like, what do you, what, what are your predictions for the caps? Um, you know, I know it's 10 games in and we've already covered that they're going to get better. Uh, we hope or trends may dictate that uh, on the analytics side, but you know, what, what are your, what do you think, man? Are we a bubble team? Are we a, are we a division winner? Like what, what's the, are we out?
0: Uh, I think the caps are going to make the playoffs. Um, I think this might be the last year that on November 1st, you can feel extraordinarily confident saying that they're going to make the playoffs. <laughs> but I think I feel extraordinarily confident that they're going to make the playoffs. I if I was, if it was gun to my head and I had to pick a round that they'd go out, I would say two. I don't okay. think we're gonna win it all this year. Um, well, I I think we're gonna win it all this year because I think we're gonna win it all every year. But right, um, you know, you put a gun to my head, I'm gonna go <laughs> eh, maybe second round. Uh, so um, uh, I. I think this is, you know, things are waning, right? I think things are reaching their, you know, their natural end. And I think there's going to be a couple of years where we kind of just root for OB goals. And that's <laughs> kind of all we have going for us. And then I think after that, it's going to get really brutal because we won't even have OB goals to root for. Oh, my and God. I think that's don't, coming soon. We don't have to I think about goal- that right now, though. <laughs> yeah, we, it's, it's not this year, this year we can root for Obi goals and we can root for the playoffs and it's going to be, it's going to be a fun few months and then we'll, and then we'll see what happens in April. Um, and I think, I think worrying about only rooting for Obi goals can wait for next year. Absolutely. Uh, or maybe even two or three years down the road, you know, maybe like the last year of his contract, okay. you know, and it also depends on if we get a, you know, another injection of youth, um, and and talented youth uh, next year. So, but yeah, I I, I think under my head, I, I think we I think we get out of the first round, and then and then I think go south after that after we face you know some some tougher talent. But I I think we're making the playoffs, and I think we'll get at least eight games of playoff hockey. Um,
1: so good. Well, you heard it here first, folks. I mean, book it, book it now. Um, what? Uh, okay, so let me give you this opportunity to like plug whatever you're doing. I don't know if you're still writing consistently or, or what's going on. So, you know, tell everybody where they can find you.
0: Yeah. So, um, you can find me on, uh, on Twitter at Alan caps, 1995. Um, we're starting to get into the, the part of the season where there's enough sample size for me to do a bit more writing for Chirp and DMV. Uh, so you can check me out there. Um, and pretty after pretty much every game I post, uh, a little over tracker I made to track uh, how likely various obescan o- goal scenarios are. Cause, uh, so I-, I thought I was the only one who was ed- obsessed enough to like, like need to know probabilities early in the season. <laughs> of how likely it was. And then one time I just like posted it for fun and it like like a bajillion people liked it and retweeted it and I was like oh people are interested in this so, so I uh I've refined it so you can uh, check that after most games uh if Ovi scores you can guarantee I'll be posting it nice um, uh if not I mostly post it anyway
1: um, <laughs> it's your passion project.
0: unless it starts getting really bad like <laughs> Like there were times last season, cause he, he did, he literally did this in terms of goal scoring. Yeah. So like there were times last year when it was here and I was <laughs> like, I would just go like three weeks without posting, even if he scored. <laughs> 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 but otherwise, yeah, for the most part, I post it cause, cause it's fun. We're all, we're all rooting for Obi to break that record. So. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, so caps 1995 on Twitter and, uh, uh you can, catch my work soon, hopefully,
1: on Turpin Via. Good stuff, man. Awesome. Well, again, thanks a lot for coming on. I'm glad we could make this work. Yeah, thanks and for having me. We'll have to have you on again, uh, maybe like later in the season, get a little update. Yeah, sounds great. Awesome. Alright, Caps fans, thanks for tuning in. Until Monday, uh, Hockey Troll, Stack Guy Blake, signing off. Hey Caps fans, thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Chirp Podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trolling on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow the show's handle, at Caps Chirp, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network, at HockeyPodNet on social, and thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. The Hockey Podcast Network, every team, everywhere check them out oh we're not friends anymore